Hello, everybody. Welcome to this online worship service from the sanctuary of the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy. It is good to be together in this way with trucks. They're always fun. But the Holy Spirit works through that and over that and here in this place, connecting us one to the other. So that is a blessing to be thankful for. It is good to worship this way as we can, but it is also good to worship on Sunday mornings on the soccer fields. We are getting together uh, spaced and masked, certainly, uh, to be uh, as a community of faith, a congregation, able to see one another. Uh, we are starting at 1030 in the morning over there on the soccer fields, uh, but come a little bit early during this time of Advent because we will feed you uh, we have breakfast ready and coffee and hot chocolate, all those things that you need to get you up and going. Woohoo from Scott for the hot chocolate. Uh, and here at the risk of causing mass confusion, meaning please pay attention carefully, starting in January, which means not this Sunday and not the next Sunday, but starting in January, on January the 3rd, we're gonna meet for worship on the soccer field starting at 11 o'clock, okay? It's gonna be a little bit later. Maybe it'll be a tiny bit warmer, but uh, this Sunday, 10.30, January, the year 2021, thank God for 2021, right? Yeah. 11 o'clock, okay? How confusing did that so make that? What time this Sunday, Tamara? 10:30. What time next Sunday, Tamara? 10:30. What time in January? Eleven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's like a trained seal, is what it is. <laughs> anyway, hey, we have to be careful uh, when we're together, though. So really, um, masks up and spacing matters. Uh, the session, you know, worked on this and we talked it to death, but that's the way we feel comfortable keeping everybody safe. So even if you feel like you're out of somebody else's space, keep your mask up. Um, and honestly, there's good reason to, because in our community, numbers have been going completely sideways. Um, it's a mess. In the past month, we've added 450 cases in our county. We went from about 3,100 to 35, uh, 3,600 cases. Uh, that's going up 13% in just a month. And our state numbers are just as bad. Our national numbers are even worse. Yes, vaccines are on the way. Hooray for that and thank God for that. But for many of us, it's gonna be late spring, early summer before we have an opportunity to be vaccinated. So we're not done yet. Stay safe, follow the rules. I know people don't like rules, but they're really not that difficult. Follow the rules, we'll get through it. The end time is coming closer and closer when we will be through this. I don't mean the end times. The time that this will end <laughs> is coming. So let's, let's stay together, all right? Um, some announcements to share with you, please, as always, I ask you to remember those on our prayer list. If you get our prayer list uh, emailed or if you get email updates from us, you do know that we had a couple members of the church who 
uh, contracted the COVID-19 virus. Uh, I'm not sharing names online, uh, but one of them is now in the hospital uh, struggling with that COVID-19 virus. Uh, she is not in ICU. She's in a COVID room, but she's on oxygen and it's just been miserable. So please um, lift her up in your prayers, lift uh, her uh, husband up in your prayers. Uh, we do have folks that are also recovering from surgeries, that are facing surgeries, that are just having other uh, complications from other illnesses. Uh, there are lots of folks that, that we need to be praying for every day. And please know when I talk to them, folks say that they can feel those prayers and they are uplifted by those prayers. So it is important work. It's part of being this family of faith. So please, please continue. Uh, today, today, we have a special Sunday and we do our, yes, joy offering is today. We make a collection uh, each year right on the Sunday before Christmas. The collection goes to help those who served in churches in our presbytery whose uh, retirement didn't quite last. Their retirement income or funds did not quite last the way they anticipated they would, uh, who have got medical uh, emergencies, uh, who are just uh, finding themselves in a tight spot. It is a way for all of us to say thanks to those who served us in congregations uh, for many, many years before retiring. So the joy offering, if you'd like to contribute, just write the check to the church and put in the memo line, joy offering, and we will get it to the presbytery and it will do good work. Uh, as we've been mentioning for the last few weeks, and this will be the last time I say it, stewardship season is concluded, budget has been done, but we will not turn away your pledge. So if you would like to still send that on in, I do thank you again for your offerings, your gifts, your pledges that you give. Uh, they do enable us to do so much through this congregation. Uh, you're faithful and it shows, and I thank you for that. Finally, uh, next, uh, I'm not, well, confusing. Finally, on Sunday, January 10th, this is after we start meeting at? Thank you very much. On that Sunday, which is the second Sunday of 2021, there will be a congregational meeting. So we will be approving the pastor's terms of call. It's something that we have to do each year. And on that Sunday, we will also be installing and ordaining or ordaining and installing our new officers. So come for that as well. It's always a celebration and we look forward to that Sunday. Uh, anything else? No, 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 no. All right. Well, again, welcome. Thanks for being here. I know you're praying like I'm praying for that day that we can be in the sanctuary together. Uh, it is coming. So uh, remain hopeful. Keep praying. Uh, it will help. Uh, thanks to Scott for sharing his time and creativity. Thanks to Tamara for helping to set up the shot here. Thanks for uh, all they do, all Chris has been helping us with. Second Chris, Ian, the virtual singers, the choir section leaders, all those folks. Uh, thanks to all of them as well. It is good to be together and thank you for being here with us. Now, church, family, friends, neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Also with you. 
Let us worship God. For our Advent wreath today, we relight the candles for hope, peace, and joy. And then we light the fourth candle, the candle for love. In this season of waiting, we are called to remember that God has always so loved the world. When the word became flesh and dwelt among us, it was not a new development. Jesus's birth was in keeping with the divine self-revelation that has existed since before the beginning of time. God's love is for all people in all places and in all times. God's love does not end and there is nothing human nor spiritual that can separate us from that love. It is an unconditional love poured out upon the world through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we celebrate that love today. Friends, let us pray. Holy and loving God, your love is the greatest gift of our lives. It brings us into this world and it meets us in the life of the world to come. May your love so shape our lives that our daily actions reveal your light to the world, reveal your light to all. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. And now I toss it to Lisa, who is going to tell us about this week's ornaments on our Jesse tree. This week we're at week number four of Advent season. So we are putting the last ornaments on the tree this week. And we start out with Daniel and the lion's den. So Daniel was told not to pray. The king said that only you were supposed to pray to anyone, no one but the king. So he was still praying three times a day and he got caught and so they threw him in the lion's den and God spared his life and the, the mouths of the lions were shut so he was he was spared and um, came out came out safely and then we go to Esther and um, the king had planned to kill all the Jews the women children everyone if they were Jew they were going to be killed and so Mordecai asked Esther if she would go to the king and, and convince him not to kill and have mercy. And so she did, she went to the king and this is, it looks like a one-legged bird, <laughs> but I think it's a gold scepter. So the king gave her the gold scepter. That was the only people, if he did that, that was the only people that were, were saved. And so he showed her the gold scepter and she actually touched the top of it and was saved and saved the people. So that was Esther. And then we come to um, when the temple was rebuilt and they rebuilt the temple in Jerusalem and all of the supplies, all the pretties of the temple were taken to Babylon um, and put in the king's house there. And when the temple was rebuilt, they brought all of those dishes and everything back to the um, temple. So they were welcomed home in the new temple that, um, that was rebuilt. So that's what the welcome sign means. 
And then we have the foretelling of John. And Elizabeth was older in age, couldn't have children. And then God blessed her with a child, John, that came before Jesus. And then Mary went to, to visit Elizabeth. And when she did, John jumped in her stomach um, like she was excited because of, um, of being pregnant and also being the forerunner of, of Jesus' birth. And then the angel appeared to Mary to tell her that she was going to have a child even though she wasn't married and that um, that child would be called Jesus and he would be the son of God. So that is what the angel came and told Mary. And then next week we have Christmas Eve. And so we will talk about um, the birth of Jesus next week. But so far we've almost got our tree completed this week and looking forward to, to Christmas Eve. Hope everybody can can come and see the last part of getting the tree completed to the end. So thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you for the Jesse tree. Uh, it was an idea Lisa brought. It's been a really good one. It's been nice to see how this Christmas story is connected all the way through Scripture, going backwards and forwards, uh, just reminding us of our stories, reminding us of God's love and grace uh, during this most special season. So thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Now, friends, I do ask that you would open your hearts, your minds, and your souls to the presence of the Lord, and that you would join me as we pray. Good and gracious God, there is no miracle as grand as birth. As we prepare for the coming of your son, Jesus, create in us new life. Transform us so that we may reflect his light and become beacons of his goodness, kindness, compassion, generosity, honesty, patience, and peace. Lord, these are your gifts through Christ for the sake of your beloved world, for the sake of the one whose name brings deliverance and life to all the world. Inspire in us loving hearts that we would recognize your many blessings and that we would share your blessings with others. As we anticipate the arrival of the Christ child and the healing he brings, help us to also be instruments of healing in our communities and the world. Help us to see each other as miracles, to see the best in each other, to reach out in the hope that love and grace shared is love and grace grown. During this season of Advent, through the season of Christmas and on through all seasons of life, Bless us with opportunities to love and serve your children and lead us in the ways that we could and surely would best share Christ's goodness in all we say and in all we do. All of this we pray in the name of the one whose birth we eagerly anticipate, whose life gives us our name, whose love is our guide. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who in addition to everything else, also taught us to pray together this prayer as a family of faith, saying, Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are blessed uh, by the virtual choir, those uh, FSU section leaders, Chris and Ian, Jenna, the whole crew singing for us now, the first Noel. so very, very much. Now, uh, for scripture today, we do have two readings. The first is from the book of Psalms. It is the 113th Psalm. Uh, hear now the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time on and forevermore from the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and God's glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? The Lord raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes with the princes of God's people. The Lord gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord, the word of God for the people of God. 
Our second lesson is from the Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 56. This is a, an account of uh, an angel's visit, uh, very important news shared, and then a main character in the story sings in gratitude. And I think now, uh, or when you hear this, you'll be under, able to understand why the 113th Psalm was the Old Testament text for this. Because when Mary sings, she's basically singing that Psalm. She's talking about the Prince of Peace. She's talking about Christ and what Christ will do. And what Christ will do is turn the world on its head. The poor will be lifted up. The haughty will be humbled. Families will be born where none were before. A lot of stuff, a lot of new, wonderful, grace-filled stuff. Now, hear this word of the Lord from the first chapter of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. You will be called son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to the Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to all his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her, with Elizabeth, for about three months and then returned to her home. The word of God for the people of God. So Christmas week 2020 is here. I think I can safely say it is a Christmas, Christmas week unlike any other that any of us have ever known. And if we wanted to, which we don't, if we were the kind of people, which we aren't, we could get all worked up about this very different Christmas and spiral down a rabbit hole of what could have, what should have been, which we won't. Instead, let's focus on the story and on the gift that is in every Christmas, maybe more so in this Christmas than any other Christmas we've ever known. Human beings are connected through stories. Our ability to share abstract concepts, complex ideas, and stories differentiates us from all other creatures on earth. Christian human beings are further connected by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who lives in and through our stories of faith, stories we hear, remember, and share with others. Lisa's Jesse tree is a perfect example of our faith stories. Each little wooden circle contains more than just an image skillfully burnt into it by Julie Baruti. Each piece contains a story of our faith and a gift of our faith is that God teaches us, God gives to us through our stories. But there's more. We hear and remember and share our stories and we interpret our stories. We think of them in context and we apply them to people millennia ago. And we apply them to our context today, our collective and individual lives today. And by doing this with our stories, when we do this with our stories, the Holy Spirit gives us a gift of connection that does away with any time or space or circumstances that might separate us one from the other. The Holy Spirit binds, the Holy Spirit heals, the Holy Spirit connects us through our stories. Think of it this way, all families have their stories like the Wilder family story of Lisa wrestling a bear in Montreat. The Bergman family story of Scott wetting himself as Lisa was wrestling a bear in Montreat. 
the Erdi family story of me sharing too much information about the Wilder family story and the Bergman family story, right? <laughs> we learned from that, did we not? wear thicker sweatpants, okay? Yes. Our stories stir us uh, to emotional places. They stir in us emotions that we share with people we love. They enable us to bridge divides, to form friendships, to build communities. And the granddaddy of all stories of love and friendship and community is the story of the Christ child's birth because that most special story is the story of God choosing humanity. It is the story of God's love for us, God's love for all. In our passage for today, in our New Testament passage, the angel Gabriel appears and tells Mary what God intends to do. And Gabriel says to her, do not be afraid. I mean, it had to have been overwhelming, but Gabriel says, do not be afraid. And Gabriel tells her she has found favor with God. And Gabriel says to her, nothing will be impossible with God. And Gabriel informs her about the good news happening with her cousin Elizabeth, that she would have a son. Gabriel was sharing a story of God's love and grace and divine presence, a story for Mary to treasure and ponder in her heart a story that would grow and spread in a most remarkable way. And Mary says to Gabriel, here I am, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. The story of Gabriel and Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and Zechariah didn't just spread throughout the region and then around the world and then across generations because it was a good story. The story spread because it's a story that invites every person who hears it to join into it. Because it is a story in which God says, I see you, I care about all of you, I love each of you, so I came to be near you and I will always be with you. God, the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is Emmanuel. And as I'm certain you know, Emmanuel literally means God is with us. When Elizabeth heard Mary's arrival, scripture says her child, John the Baptist, leapt in her womb. And even before Mary spoke a word about all that had happened, Elizabeth knew, for the Holy Spirit had shared that news with her. And Elizabeth said to her young cousin, blessed are you. And I imagine relief washed over her and Mary's heart opened and she sang. And in her song, we learn all we need to know about Mary and her divine child. Mary's child, who Gabriel said she would name Jesus, would be holy, mighty, everlasting, strong, righteous, transformative, benevolent, humble. God would be humble, loving, life-changing, generous, and much, much more. He would be a blessing 
to the world. He would be all those things. Jesus is all those things. And maybe most, most important of all, he was and is and will always be, in addition to those things, he will be present with us. Jesus, the Christ child, Emmanuel, God is with us, then, now, and forevermore. And that does not change. The world changes. Bad things happen, good things happen, traditions are maintained, sometimes disrupted, Christmases are sometimes unexpectedly different. They are. But what does not change, what will never change, is the gift of God with us. Today we revisit one of our most sacred stories, the story of an angel and a betrothed couple and a young girl's courage and her song, an old woman's unexpected joy and God's choosing to do a new thing. God's choosing to literally embody, give body to love and grace, to show up and forever stay connected to the people God loves, meaning everyone. Today, as we approach Holy Christmas, this sacred story teaches us anew that our gratitude, the thanksgiving we feel for God's gifts of love and presence, should be strong enough to change us, not just Christmas week, but always, to inspire us to eagerly and joyfully and generously share the good news story of God's divine love and grace that is and will always be alive, that is and will always be with us, that is and will always be a story worth sharing, that is the Christmas story. In the name of the good Father, the Christ child, Son, and the Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God and amen. And now, it seems particularly appropriate that Nicole will be singing for us, Angels We Have Heard on High.
thank you so much, Nicole. Uh, thank you for sharing your gifts with us uh, in worship today. Uh, it was just brought to my attention that Lisa didn't really wrestle a bear. She tried to chase it away with a piece of paper or a towel. Shoe bear, shoe bear, shoe, shoe, shoe. Yeah. Lots of fun. Shoo, shoo. She's probably going to steal a seven-year-old pizza, you know. Lisa's funny that way. We love you, Lisa. Everybody loves Lisa. All right. Hey, and uh, parents, don't be afraid to send your kids on trips with Lisa either because, you know, she has other chaperones with her. <laughs> It's, it's fine. It'll be good. It's fine. All right. Hey, friends, as we look forward to our celebration of the birth of the Christ child, a joyful and joyous time, let us also look for and acknowledge the many blessings, the many blessings of life, friendships and laughter and kids and church families and all those things. And let's give thanks for those blessings, those special gifts from God, gifts that last a lifetime, longer than any other gift. And let us always look towards God with thanksgiving because of God's gift of presence, because God is Emmanuel today and always. God is with us. And so that our hearts, minds, and souls are always open to God's presence, Receive this God's blessing of faith. May the hope, peace, joy, and love of the Christ child, may the presence and grace of God the Good Father, and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you today, tomorrow, and forever. Thanks be to God, and amen. Now, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Bye. See ya. Wait. I might also see you on Christmas Eve. We're going to be on the soccer field, six o'clock. It'll be our adjusted candlelight service, but six o'clock on the soccer field. If you don't feel safe going to that, that's fine. We'll put up something on the website and on Facebook as well. Now, after all that,